Hello, and welcome to Episode 8 of the Intergalactic Space Traveler's Journal. Today, astrophysicist Michael Bietenholz will discuss telescopes. You will also hear about the inner lobe of Zygorb and Dixie prodding. Could be good. So strap on your Super G helmet, crack out those Ripley's chips, and prepare for liftoff. to the Intergalactic Space Traveler's Journal. The Inner Lobe of Zygorb. Indeed, it can be said that an Astrian Twizzletharp in the hand is worth two in the effluvian Bunusup. However, the only beings that actually understand this slightly perplexing and confusing collection of words are the horde beetles of the planet Two. Not to be confused with the planet Two, as so often occurs, causing great delay in the intergalactic mailing system. I shall explain. First, horde beetle. Stab yourself in the face with the eraser end of a pencil, and you know a thing or two about what it is to be introduced to a horde beetle with a hard shiny back and seven legs. Communication is a big problem in the pan-galactic heat month of the average horde beetle. Most of the time, their mouths are full of bunu soup, making it very difficult to communicate. The consistency of bunu soup is terribly inconsistent. Thusly, the crunching, slurping sounds developed over ions of orbital flux as communications vary greatly from bunu to bunu, as it were. Bunusup ladle tossing has developed into the national sport of the Horde as a result of multitudes of semi-violent verbal misunderstandings. Mind you, its development was a very, very long evolution, taking nearly 22,768,000 years. Mostly owing to the fact that the Horde beetles like to loaf around quite a bit. In actual fact, Bunusup ladle tossing eventually became so prominently ubiquitous that nary a ladle could be found, and so it became necessary to invent a new communication device. The Astrian Twizzletharp. This astonishingly expensive gizmo actually deciphers the munching bunu slurp of the average horg and translates it into any other number of horg bunu slurp dialects. By simply moving syllables around, invectives and curses could be widely understood. Ingenious, yes, but at the price of 17 billion Vidget Crackers, the standard unit of currency for the Horg, they've only been able to build one of them, which currently resides under glass at the Horgian Musée de Préservation de Septipede. Pity. How far can a telescope see? People often ask this question when a new telescope comes online. Actually, there's no limit. If nothing, such as cosmic dust or pieces of black cardboard happen to be in the way, the light will just keep going forever. So any telescope, even just your eye, could theoretically see forever. Now let me ask you, with your unaided human eye, how far can you see? Well, that would depend on what? Can you see a dime from a block away? 
Probably not, but you have no trouble seeing a house a block away. You can see stars that are many light years away, and on a dark night, you can even see the Andromeda Galaxy, which is about two and a half million light years away. For a telescope, it's exactly the same. You can see something at any distance as long as it's big enough or bright enough. The keyword here is bright. Take the brightest stars, which are supergiants many times brighter than our sun. The best telescopes we have can see them out to maybe 50-60 million light years away, but 25 times farther than the Andromeda Galaxy. Which as the cosmos goes is not actually all that far. Now if you look at whole galaxies, which consist typically of billions of stars, big telescopes can see them much farther away. The most distant ones we see are almost 14 billion light years away. And that's almost as far away as the microwave background. But that's a topic for another time. Slam, wham, maxi ham. Unparalleled flavor in several distinctive shapes. Slam, wham, maxi ham. Maximum ham. Because. Slam, wham, maxi ham. Dixie prodding is indeed a pangalactic favorite amongst players of Zog. Several races of intergalactic beings have played Zog over the millennium, and let's face it, they were only into it for the Dixie prodding that accompanies the staggeringly popular game. Let me explain. Two fuzzy green darts are placed at either end of a sugary fluid field. Three small pebbles per player float on the viscous fluid between the two green darts propelled telepathically or by gravitational luck, or a combination of the two. Should your pebble get stuck or plunge into the viscous fluid, the pebble's owner is allowed a delicious moment of Dixie prodding. Dixie prodding. Dixie prodding. Defined as... The dislodging of one's Zog pebbles from the sugary viscous field with one's tongue. Once one of the Zoggers has managed to maneuver all three pebbles towards both green fuzzy darts and surround the dart closest to the galactic center of the universe, the player screams, Zoghoy! and subsequently wins the game. Should a tie ensue, the game is decided by a simple measuring of the opposing player's tongues. A winner is declared who wins the right to drink a large cup of the field. Thank you for listening to Episode 8 of the Intergalactic Space Traveler's Journal. Brought to you by Slam Wham Maxi Ham. Maximum Ham. Today, you heard the voices of Michael Bietenholz and Jeff Bennett. Created and produced by Jeff Bennett and Andre Hirtz for TTG Music Lab. Audio production and original music by Andre Hirtz. Tune in for episode 9, where we will discuss fast radio bursts and hear about the planet of Fizz. Could be good. So look for us wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs>